0: Hi, and welcome to the first episode of Kessel Run Relay, a Star Wars podcast. We release new episodes at the start of each week. Follow us on social media, our links will be in the description. Because it's our first episode, we'll be getting a get-to-know-the-host episode. So um, to just to introduce myself, I am Liv. I use she-her pronouns, and you can find me on all social media at Olivia Amidala. Um, Just a little funky fun thing we're gonna do it's called brain worm of the week inspired by uh group help's um gender of the week but anyways (laughs) my my brain worm (laughs) of the week is um the official star wars account calling me an icon which has not left my brain at all yeah it's because you are oh stop it thank you Anyways, if one of my co-hosts want to go next. I'll go. Uh, hi, I'm Emily. You can find me on TikTok at Stardust M and on Twitter and Instagram at understar- underscore stardustm. M. I use she, her pronouns. Uh, and my brain worms of the week are Ray canonically being a blanket child. So true. <laughs> as i'm wrapped up in my in my star wars blanket <laughs> in your comfort blanket yep
1: hi my name is hayden i also go by hey just as a nickname that's how some people know me but my full name is hayden uh i use she her pronouns and my at you can find me on tiktok at taika.ytd and on twitter and instagram at MCU uh and my brain room of the week is Valance and Cadelia reuniting and Valance cradling Cadelia in his arms. Hey. I don't know what the you fuck that the means.
2: <laughs>
1: Those panels from Bounty Hunters 24 have stayed in my mind since for two straight weeks. I don't know what Ethan put in those panels, but good God, they are stuck in my brain. They are so painful. So very painful. He is my enemy. Yeah. First and foremost,
0: he is my enemy. (laughs) (laughs) Ethan Sachs, enemy of Kessel Run Relay podcast. You heard it here first. (laughs) It's true. Did something fun happen this week? Uh, I don't know.
2: Maybe... Maybe. not for me <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. that's that, a lot oh, it's, your so birthday. it's your birthday
1: tomorrow Good yeah birthday. I was just to say thank you that's exciting
2: that's <laughs> fun <laughs> so fun um, <laughs> but me and Harry, the, um
0: <laughs> are going to Star Wars Celebration London so <laughs> I'm a little excited <laughs> <laughs> we booked we booked
1: our silly little Airbnb. When was it? Monday? Tuesday? Monday. One of those days, Monday. And then today, Thursday, uh tickets came out and we had to deal with this silly little guy and this silly little green silly line walking man. this silly little strolling man who literally controlled the fate of my entire future in <laughs> his tiny little hands <laughs> okay so picture this Liv is at home surrounded by how many black series was it like uh four? i have three black series and one itty bitty so three black series and an itty bitty that lived got a celebration
0: with us when we did you get a thrushy? I can't remember. I didn't get a thrushy. No, mm. I'm, not, I'm not a thrushy gal. <laughs> did you see that someone on Twitter had thrushy at their wedding? No. What? Yeah. No. They were in their wedding dress and then the caption was something blue. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hold on.
1: Oh my god. Okay, we're taking a deep. Shout out to
0: to Leah Porgana on Twitter for having Thrushy at their wedding. <laughs> and they look absolutely beautiful. Fuck okay, it, thrushy at the wedding. <laughs> oh my god, weren't Mel and Ollie just talking about having a threading as well? Yeah, threading. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh, oh my god! Thrawn
1: wedding. So, <laughs> so honestly, I would I would pay good money to go to that. Uh, Mel and Ollie, if you're watching, invite Castle Run read
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will dress up as Gerard Way Thrawn for the wedding. That is my promise. I will come in full Gerard Way Thrawn fit for the wedding. <laughs> Gerard Wayified Thrawn. Therard Way, (laughs) Therard Way. Oh my god, Therard Way, leader of the the Chiss Ascendancy Parade.
2: (laughs) The parade.
1: (laughs) i have never letting that joke go. That is so funny.
0: Oh my god. I think somebody said under that tweet like a bouquet of thrushies.
1: <laughs> everybody
0: everybody brings their own though. They bought at celebration. Oh my god. It's like so we convert one of the thrushies into the ring box. So the the ring bearer brings it down the aisle, pops open the head, and there are the rings.
2: You can't bronze. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can just
1: poked myself in the eye. <laughs> but you know what? It's fine. It's okay because <laughs> we have thrushies and end mess. So hot, had... the,
0: the hot and chewy ushies will be home tomorrow as well. I need
2: to get those.
0: God, we are like so I have my <laughs> K2 ashy and my Ray and <laughs> my BB8 <BB-ashi. laughs> The K two speaks. That's the K two so speaks. That was terrifying. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, "What is this?" I'm no wonder it's fifteen fucking dollars. And I was like, "Why is he so That's more expensive than the Thrushy?" It's because I learned too. If you look at the bottom, turns out it like says Celebration 2020. So I think he was supposed to be like the 2020 exclusive, and then they made the Thrushy as the new exclusive but they just like sold K2 because they already had him oh, they had it on the, the bottom yeah. yeah it says yeah. Star Wars Celebration Anaheim 2020 oh my god so I think that wow. he was the exclusive exclusive then, yeah when it didn't happen <laughs> they, and then they were just like we have all these fucking K2 We had are exclusives so I guess we'll just sell them Enfis is the complete opposite she was $8 I think her fucking like horns are coming off, and when the girl got her, she was like, I'm sorry, it's she's kind of messed up. And I'm like, oh, okay, I can fix her. <laughs> I can fix her. <laughs> <laughs> but I love her. She looks like the little like taser thing that Rose Tico has. <laughs> on this. But she's my beloved. <laughs>
2: So, what were we talking about? We were talking
1: about celebration. (laughs) Another another thing about this silly little group of gals is that we never stop talking and we go on insane tangents, as you just witnessed. (laughs) (laughs) So, Liv was in the queue for about, what was it, like 20 minutes? You said yours jumped from like an hour and then it jumped to 20 minutes. And she had her uh, Kira, Han, Zuckus, and her Zuckus Black series, and then her Enfys, um, plushie that she got at Celebration. She had them, like, crowded around her computer as, like, her little her moral emotional support. support. <laughs> uh, and then Liv texted me, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, and then it was, like, radio silence from her. <laughs> I was on a mission. Um, yeah, you were on a mission. You were dedicated. So I get a text like maybe two or three minutes later. And this feels like eons at this point. I'm like sitting at my desk. I'm skipping my lunch for this. Like we are in the trenches. (laughs) So I get a text from her and she's like, my credit card declined because it's too expensive.
2: so I was like here use mine and then she she goes 45 seconds later your credit card declines too because you don't have enough credit and I was like okay so I had to send her a picture of my
1: debit card and then it finally went through and then we got tickets for Star Wars Celebration we got the we got the four-day passes, like, just before they sold out, which was mm-hmm. very, very lucky. And I am so happy <laughs> that we got them
0: before they sold out. So, uh, like, when we then... say that we still not ha- have financially recovered from the last celebration? We mean it. We mean it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whose decision
1: was it to make it literally what? Like, a month. 20, a literal month. A month. And then they announced that they were going, uh, celebration tickets would be going on sale literally a month after. And everything sold out, all of the four day passes and the Jedi Master sold out mm-hmm. within 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that happened. But, anyways, Liv and I are going to Celebration 2023 in Old London dive. And we are staying together in the Han Balance Hype House. Yes. So we, star wars tiktok micro influencer hype house versus high republic hype house versus Han balance hype house uh, we will probably come in last place because ours has two people two
0: people total <laughs> two so. people
1: uh, but yeah that is what we did today that what was that like three hours i am pretty sure it was like three hours at least out of my day that i was like stressing out about <laughs> the ticket um but anyway, yeah, that's how we spent a good chunk of our silly little Thursday. So I will send it over to Liv. <laughs>
0: um, I pretty much, yeah, hey, pretty much just said everything that I did today. Um, and then I got another, uh, listen, I am now besties with the Star Wars Twitter. You are. Because, okay, so the other day I wore... A jumpsuit that i use for my kira cosplay to work because it's just it's a nice jumpsuit it's comfy and i tweeted like thanks to kira for having a normal fashion sense so i could wear cosplay to work and then they replied and were like we so agree next time you should wear her her cape from the kessel run and i'm like um okay <laughs> and it's <laughs> You. and then I... I sent them a picture of my uh were the bounty hunters kira cosplay like, yes. an <laughs> and then they the kind icon certified icon i can't i can't handle it but anyway so today um just because i was so excited about celebration i decided to wear one of my her universe dresses like star wars dresses to work so i tweeted a silly little picture of me in my dress and then like 40 minutes later the official Star Wars Twitter was like, Where's the cape?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I can't actually
0: wear the cape. <laughs> but the fact that they like they remember. Like, they first remember. Of all. They found me like literally the next time I posted a picture of myself, like how? how? <laughs> Anyways, for besties. Um, so that was that was my day. <laughs>
1: Someone needs to give Swagman an award because, good lord, they are doing so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for the hashtag community. They are literally in the
0: trenches. Truly. <laughs> <laughs> but what did you get up to this week, M? Nothing. <laughs> 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 I complained about the fact that Kenobi has been over for a week, and yet we have not seen a scrap of Andor promotion. Oh, true. Good for you. Illegal. as yes, you should. I know we just praised Star Wars Admin. It's not your fault. It's Star Wars' fault. <laughs> Swagman, we got you. It's not your fault. Swagman, Swagman, it's not your fault. Swagman, you have been trying to promote Andor with <laughs> no Andor content. To... <laughs> And I love they've you been, for that. They've been
1: trying their hardest and it pays off. Truly. But where I is mean, our they-
0: full trailer? Honestly, yeah. Tomorrow we're bust. Oh. <laughs> for Canada Day. For <laughs> Canada. Yeah, it has absolutely nothing to do with Andorra. Yeah, it was first show starring <laughs> A Mexican actor that filmed <laughs> primarily in London. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so true i'm standing by my decision <laughs> it's my <Yeah>. birthday so <laughs> okay, that's how yeah, okay, that's, so that makes yeah sense. that feels yeah. more
1: <laughs> they should have they should have released it today because celebration london hello hello, hello. and or to, too much and or location. and or filming location tour in london we have that's to go a
0: lot of fields i think
2: <laughs>
0: okay Fields and? like It's a lot of like (laughs) random fields in that one beach, (laughs) the infamous beach. Not one part of Rogue One. Wow, very specific. Um, no, when they're like on Scarif, I think isn't that supposed to be like a tube stop in London? Maybe I think it is. When they're inside, I think so. Oh, that would make sense. I thought yeah, it was like the beach, and I was like, what? No, not the beach.
3: <laughs> I, was, like, <laughs> no, I was like, no. The beach?
0: <laughs> no, like, it's all green screen, and they filmed all green screen in the uh, London Underground. <laughs> <laughs> they imported in the sand just for that scene. <laughs> so uh, just for context, I guess, this is just a little uh, get to know us in terms of like Star Wars. Um, which like i'm sure quite a few of you probably are know quite a bit about us if you follow us on our other social <laughs> media um but this is just so you can have it all in one place uh That's so true. convenient um <laughs> a little lore drop for a me. little lore drop a little live hey, and... drop yeah <laughs> lore drop That's true. Uh, so our first question is i think we'll break it down to what are your favorites so favorite movie show book and then i'm gonna throw in comic for Liv and Hay there uh and and why (laughs) maybe say a little bit about why of course Liv do you want to start or Hay can
2: start okay I can start I think
0: Liv can start (laughs) okay (laughs) so um it's always hard for me to pick a favorite Star Wars movie. I'm just going to start with movies because that's like the main Star Wars thing, I think. But um, I, I always flip-flop between Return of the Jedi and Solo. Mm. But I think at their core, they're kind of very similar. Because they're both kind of goofy. And they both involve Han Solo a lot. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. sure where you were going with that, but okay, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But for the sake of this little silly little segment, I'm just gonna say it's solo because I like talking about solo. It's <laughs> so cool. <true. laughs> so solo is my favorite. Um, mostly because Han Solo is my favorite character, which, which I'll talk about more in a bit. But like it doesn't it doesn't revolve around the Jedi, which is like my main thing in Star Wars. Like I think the Jedi are cool. I think the force is cool. But I want to see other stuff. So I like the underworld. I like the bounty hunters, you know. So I was excited to see that with Solo um, and how they kind of dive into the gritty stuff. Um, But it's still like just a funny movie. It's enjoyable to watch. And it gave me Kira, my beloved. So, you know, um, and I think it deserves better and the, all of the bullshit that it has to deal with. So, that's my Hashtag, So true. Hashtag make Solo 2 happen. Make Solo 2 happen to, make to make happen. To happen. <laughs> oh, directed by Taika Waititi. <laughs> Please,
1: listen, I have gone on at length about this. Solo is the perfect movie for Taika Waititi. It's, it's like that kind of dry humor that can really, uh, this is getting into like technical stuff. But it's that sense of, like, dry humor that Taika does so well. And, of course, Found Family. Like, if you've watched any of Taika's other movies, Found Family is a very core theme throughout all of them. I mean, What We Do in the Shadows, Hot for the Wilder People, Thor Ragnarok, um, Jojo Rabbit, and now I'm pretty sure Love and Thunder, which comes out next week, and I'm very excited for uh, But, yeah, Found Family is a huge theme throughout all of Taika's movies. Uh, and basically, Han Solo gets like three different found families throughout the course of Star Wars. Um, and I think he would absolutely slay a Solo movie. Now, if, if we're getting into popular perceptions of the movie, Taika has been seen as like the savior or like the the salvager. I would say so. If other pe- if most people who think that solo is a bad movie, we are not those people, as I'm sure you will probably no. hear. We are definitely not those people. It's not a safe people, space for
0: solo haters. It saying. is
1: not a safe space for Solo for solo haters. But if they have the perception that Taika is like the savior of as he did in Marvel Before franchise, he can pick up solo, hold it in his old hands like a duckling. And say,
2: I can fix you, (laughs)
1: and he will basically revolutionize Solo, and we will get Alden Ehrenreich back as Han Solo. Which,
2: please,
3: Please.
2: oh my god, I, I think about him so often. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Alden,
0: come home. (laughs) Please come (laughs) home. Oh my god. Did hey, did you want to talk about your? favorite movie next
1: of course i can so i don't
2: know if
1: any of you know this about me but i'm a big comic reader i know (laughs) novel and nobody had any idea for the history of ever but a lot of of the comics that i consume kind of teeter me in the direction of my favorite movie so i have my top three are pretty solid, and they are Force Awakens, Return of the Jedi, and Solo. Right now, that ranking, the ranking switches around a lot. So right now, that ranking is, which is Force Awakens, Return of the Jedi, and Solo. Solo in the top spot. Um, so right now, my favorite movie is Solo, just because I have been, I reread Imperial Cadet recently which is a great story if you're looking to A, get into Star Wars comics and to learn about Han Solo's character and why Solo is such a good movie. Um, and I've also been getting into rereading some of the current runs, which are currently taking place after Empire Strikes Back. And it's getting into a lot about what Han would do for the people who are trying to save him. And that's very a very strong theme, of course, in Solo. And of course, balance. But again, balance. we need a balance counter to see true. how many times I mentioned balance in a single episode. I feel like that would be funny just to count them all up and see how many times that would be. But oh, moving on, on <laughs> it would be a lot of time. you're like, you're <laughs> like, it's
0: really fun for Emily who's editing the podcast. <laughs> the I fucking... know, I...
1: <laughs> for context, Emily has only read Imperial Cadet. So she only knows balance from, like, the four issues he's in, where he bullies Han and then immediately falls in love with him. <laughs> he's didn't like, even know an asshole. He's
0: an asshole. I didn't even know it was the same character. <laughs> <laughs> I remember he was, like, he was, like, he was an Imperial Cadet. I was, like, what do you mean he was in, in, in Imperial Cadet? No, he wasn't.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, my <laughs> God. How was I supposed to know break. the man with the middle face is Han's high school bully? <laughs> how was I supposed to connect that?
1: I will say he does a lot of soul-searching in Target Vader, which I can get into later. But, yeah, for as of right now, this very moment, Solo is my favorite Star Wars movie, and to quote Kira from last week's issue of Crimson Rain, choke on it. Yes!
2: So true! (laughs) So true!
1: Solo defenders to the end, the three of us. Mm -hmm. Um, So, if you... Uh if you come for solo talk shit get hit. Oh true. Blank. <laughs> so anyway, I will throw it over to Liv,
2: but not Ellie. So also the time
0: Hayden always messes <laughs> up like who is t- like I am Liv and that's Emily. Hey has no idea. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're two white brunettes so it's so you, you, get, you get really interchangeable. <laughs> you guys are a like...
1: deal. So moving on, I will throw it over to Emily to tell us about her favorite movie, which I think will come as a shock.
0: Yeah, oh, definitely. <laughs> um, my favorite movie is Rogue One. Absolutely shocking to everyone. Also, yes, this podcast is a is a, a Star Wars story. Stan podcast. <laughs> uh, we're all for the anthology films here. So true. Like live, I like it because it isn't focused on the Jedi. I really like seeing regular people fighting for what's good. I also really love the rebellion. And this is one of the most heavily focused projects on the rebellion besides rebels, but that is also centered on a Jedi character. So I love that i I love all the characters um so much, <laughs> and I think it's I think it's kind of the imper the perfect encapsulation of what Star Wars is about, which is which is hope, which is the underdog prevailing, which is sacrificing yourself for what is right and what is good, and just fighting for the cause even when it's not easy and even when that means that you have to make sacrifices um i think it's kind of just the imperfect encapsulation even if it wasn't even if it is like the darker of the star wars movies um but it it has it has that hopeful tone to it
1: Full disclosure, as you were saying that, I realized I completely forgot to say why Solo is currently my favorite movie. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, the, the whole point of the question, I missed it because I was talking about Valence and Taika Waititi. <laughs> um, <laughs> so true. So, In it, true it, hey, fashion. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, so... Why I like Solo? I've actually had to think about this a lot because I've had to defend why Solo is my favorite movie a lot. So, the trenches, the trenches,
0: the trenches, the literal trenches, 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 trenches. the trenches of Mimban. <laughs> we truly are Han Solo and Mud Trooper. Uh, you know who's also?
1: You know who's also Mud Trooper on Mimban?
0: I'm gonna kill you! I'm gonna kill you for
1: real. <laughs> Emily is going to find me. (laughs) I am in
0: your walls, hey?
1: (laughs) Anyway, balance countered. I can't count. Uh, Anyways, why I like Solo. I think Solo is the, I think it's the perfect Star Wars movie because you have A sprinkling of, of course, found family. You can't have Star Wars without found family. Uh, It's got the kind of seedy underworld that we really see, of course, in A New Hope, but we don't get a lot of it. We get like Mos Eisley Cantina and then Luke goes home to see Baru and Owen, Owen's little charred little skeletons, which after Kenobi, we need some context. Yeah, But going back to we see that kind of like seedy underworld crime syndicate uh aspect that we really don't get until maybe even the clone wars when we get introduced to like the pikes and i'm not sure if the black sun is in clone Wars. i think it is just for like 0.2 seconds i i I think so for like 0.2 seconds and then they go away again but it's also got that I gotta, I gotta watch World Wars again. <laughs> um, but along with the kind of seedy underworld crimes to make it part, uh, you also have the Imperial element, which is a lot of deleted scenes have Han's time at the Imperial Academy. I don't know how I feel about that because, for the context of Solo, it works well just to have him kind of like thrown into this world of Imperial incursion. But a lot of the deleted scenes were included in the novelization. And the- oh, really? How would you know Not that? Not that you would know. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, I have read excerpts and what you guys have told me.
0: He is a fake also- fan, just so you know.
1: Just <laughs> so you all know. <laughs>
0: I think she also has they- a friend Most Wanted.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Listen, I got bullied all freaking day yesterday, and now I come onto this podcast and I get bullied even more. That's foul, foul, vile, old me. Read the book
0: then. Yeah, read the book. If you don't want to be bullied, you just simply have to read the book. (laughs) Stop rereading Bounty Hunters and read. No! (laughs) (laughs) Moving
1: on, you two. They're also included in the comic adaptation, which I have read. However, I do think some aspects of Han's time in the Empire were adapted into Imperial Cadet, which all three of us have read. Um, And if you're looking for... (laughs) Stop laughing. (laughs) Which if you're looking for a good starting point to understand the origins of Han Solo's loyalty and how deep it really goes, read Imperial Cadet. Like, I won't say anything about it, but it's so good. Um, So it's got the criminal element, it's got the Imperial element, it's got the found family element. It also has the humor element, which I think we forget that Star Wars is stupid and we should make fun of it more. And Han, being the doofy little guy that he is, it's just perfect. Like, tell me in A New Hope why Han Solo, who was a stormtrooper, who was a mudtrooper, goes running into a crowd of stormtroopers, no armor on, with a malfunctioning blaster. Who does he's that? Dumb. He's so dumb pretty. and goofy and stupid. <laughs> and that's why I love him. And his humor works so well in the context of the movie because it's dry. And you can tell that he's hiding something. But you don't know what it is because he's not the fully realized Han Solo that that we see in the original trilogy. Now we'll talk about that when we do a solo episode because I know we're going to once yeah, I read the books that you yes. want me to do. But Han, Han in Solo, Han in Solo is my baby, my everything, my sweet time cheese, my good time boy. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is why, and also. Uh, another big factor is Alden Ehrenreich is super hot. So, that's... Five, six reasons? I don't know. I lost count. But that is
0: why Solo is my favorite movie. So true. So true. <laughs> em, did you have anything else you want to say about Rogue One? No. No, okay. I'm <laughs> My okay. favorite... Favorite book. Yes. With- okay. Um, <laughs> I actually... As much as I was just making fun of Hay for not reading, I don't read. Um, I'm gonna blame that. <laughs> I'm gonna blame that on my ADHD. But I am basically illiterate at this point. But I have read a couple books. Um, I think my favorites would be Leia Princess of Alderaan, which was the very first Star Wars book I ever read, and it just hurt me a lot. But it's so good, and I love Claudia Gray and her writing style. Um, I also love Dark Disciple, which I finished a couple weeks ago and was inconsolable. <laughs> like, Bethy, I'm my sorry. Entire, my entire face was red and splotchy. I have pictures. I took pictures of myself like after I was crying. I look like I'm high. My eyes are so red from crying it's embarrassing but anyways so Dark Disciple because I love Asajj Ventress and then I also love the solo novelization so
1: we have spoken about this
2: at length yes okay (laughs) I'm I'm sure I'll believe it when I see it
1: I have started two books this week I have started Tales of the Bounty Hunters, which is a Legends book that Ethan Sachs t- heavily took inspiration from to make Dengar's, is it Dengar? And no, I think the, the person who made the IG-88 one-shot used that too, but in like a little bit of a like littler way. But Ethan Sachs used Dengar's story in that book a lot. And I have, Dengar is my worstie him very bad for what he did in Bounty Hunter 24 Mm -hmm. but he's my fucked up little guy like Valance is my fucked up little guy but Dengar is my fucked up (laughs) little guy there's something wrong with him and I I don't know I don't know what it is but then along with that book we got Shadow of the Sith this week which I haven't even opened just because I've been super busy and super tired but I, it has Ochi best student who's currently in the Vader run of the comics. And he is fucking hilarious. I, I don't know what Pack is doing, but I, I love it. Ochi, he, he's another fucked up little guy. He's he, so he's unhinged. So I love him. He's so I unhinged and
2: stupid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I cannot condone that. I'm sorry. I hate him.
0: No, he's not the Oshi literally the worst,
2: but...
0: He's actively abusing Dio. Like very actively. <laughs> Dio is my poor little baby. So I won't stand for it. Oshi. Poor little catch meow meow. Poor little meow meow Dio. He's not a poor little meow meow. He's not a he's not a villain. Is he not a cat? He's he's just is my he little like a little a baby. He is a cat. They literally describe him in this book. I don't think this this isn't a spoiler, but like as having like a little bit of papers that he likes to lay on. <laughs> I love Leo <Theo laughs> so much. So, Ochi, quite frankly, oh, no. can catch these hands. Yes. Oh, Good thing he's with right now, who will treat him kindly because <laughs> she is a sweetheart. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways,
1: moving on. I think Liv was speaking about the solo novelization
0: yeah i was i was pretty much done i just like the solo novelization for many reasons um it rips my heart out because some mm. of the lines that that Mer lafferty puts in like han han saying oh i can't leave kira she would she wouldn't leave me if the same thing were to happen like that was not necessary at all that was foul Anyways. Um, but then there's other things like the deleted scenes being put in the book, which makes them canon. So, like Tom <laughs> trying to kiss Kira in a barrel in the of heel heels bucket. It's canon. That's canon. And him saying we, we love to see it. Him saying, Did you just grab my thigh to Kira? And her saying, No, that's canon. it makes me lose my shit every time and also I it's not really a spoiler because it has no no effect on the plot whatever but um there's an entire like half of a chapter of Lando just like (laughs) describing his hair products and then him being upset that Chewie is using his shower and has used up all of his hair products and got hair all over the bathroom like that's that's a, that's canon <laughs> that's a thing in the, in the official star wars book as it should be <laughs> so anyways that's why i love it and that's why i think everyone should read the solo novelization hey your favorite star wars books oh lordy she reads
1: any yes i listen last summer I went, on a- <laughs> <laughs> I went on a reading spree, okay? I read almost all of the Star Wars comics. I read a shit ton of Star Wars books and I rewatched the movies like three times. But my favorite, I dropped my pen. My favorite Star Wars books, I. I really like Resistance Reborn because I am a sequels defender. Uh, Mm -hmm. And Resistance Reborn is kind of like the No Way Home of sorts because it combines elements of Fallen Order, the freaking thing that got me back into Star Wars. Why are you
3: laughing at me? (laughs) (laughs) You just (laughs) say Resistance Reborn is
0: kind of like the No Way Home of Star Wars, (laughs) (laughs) and just moving on, like we weren't going to have any reaction to that statement. (laughs)
2: let me explain i promise it'll make
1: sense <laughs> so listen here's the six right so it's it's set directly after the last jedi when the the resistance gets completely fucked in at crate uh and they all escape on the falcon it like opens up on the rest of the resistance in the falcon so the no way home ism all resistance are born. Is that it, it? Combines elements.
2: It combines. It combines elements of
1: fallen order because that's act.
2: Are you
0: listening? Are listening? listening.
1: Okay. I, just I saw you're laughing at me. <laughs> you can't take us anywhere. So it combines elements of Fallen Order with Bracca. And actually, Resistance Reborn came out 10 days before Fallen Order. So that's technically the first appearance of Bracca. So it combines elements of Fallen Order, but it also combines elements of the Poe comics, which if you've known me for a long time, I have been the biggest Poe comics, like, proponent, stan, what you will. I have been the biggest of all. Every one of those, but it also, along with the Poe comics and Black Squadron, it combines Battlefront Two. So there's characters from Battlefront Two that show up in the story and have to work together with Black Squadron to go to Bracca to get to get their gods. But I think my favorite part of Resistance Reborn is the fact that it is treated as a Fin Poe Bible because I don't know if you guys have seen any passages from Resistance Reborn, it is literally fin fan fiction. It is incredible. So if you are a fin enjoyer, read Resistance Reborn. Uh, it, it, it will be your joker of sorts, but don't read it before you finish playing Battlefront 2 because you will get spoiled and you will get very upset. That, that happened to me. Uh, one... What did I, what else did I read? I read, last summer I read Catalyst, I read the Thrawn trilogies. I re- no, I read the first Thrawn trilogy, and then I read the Ascendancy trilogy. Um, I really liked the Alphabet Squadron trilogy. People don't like it. I don't know why. Alexander Freed, who also did the Rogue One no- novelization, which I'm sure Emily will talk about, um, I love his style of writing, and I love how flawed all of the characters of Alphabet Squadron are. So if you're looking for, like, fucked-up little guys and poor little meow-meows, that's the series for you. Well, um, other than that, you know what I really did like? Death Troopers, which is a legend book. It's a standalone. Um, I think it's the first real, like, Star Wars horror story. It was so good. I finished it in like two days. It was so good. I have the I have the sequel, but it's not really a sequel. It's like a duology thing. But it it's so good. So if you're if you're a big horror fan, um, I, I wouldn't consider myself a horror fan, maybe like an enjoyer. Like I don't actively seek it out, but like when it falls into my lap, I definitely take advantage of it. But Death Troopers is a really good one if you're looking for a quick read. Um
2: yeah yeah uh, those
1: are my favorite books. I also read the Revan book which I liked but
2: but anyways.
1: Uh I will shoot it over to Liv to talk about her favorite you Star Wars book You did oh. it again. Emily, I'm sorry. You guys are a package deal. You guys are wow. a package
0: deal. Wow. Except it's not a package deal. We're we just both live because <laughs> you've never called Liv Emily
2: in the group chat
1: Liv's name is first and then it's Emily so you guys are like a package deal whenever I send stuff to you so that's what my brain thinks but let's try this group again chat that we I can't name because only-
0: Liv doesn't have an iPhone <laughs> I, I have it named on mine Mine it's solo nation. Yeah, we can't name it. <laughs> hey, and I can't name it. <laughs> so yeah, sorry, I'm sorry, <laughs> But
2: yeah,
0: let's try this again.
1: I will send it over to Emily to talk about her favorite Star Wars books.
0: Uh, so probably my favorite, and it—I it feels kind of like a cop out, but it's probably the Rogue One novelization. Alexander Freed does actually owe me emotional compensation for what he did to me writing that book i thought can't be much sadder than the movie um and then i cried so hard that i got a headache so (laughs) i love when that happens yeah i yeah it's so fun uh that book legitimately it makes me feel insane there are sections of that book that make me feel fully insane uh it's so good though so fantastic uh my my one that's not just like an adaptation is rebel rising which neither liver hay have read um which is my villain origin story.
2: We will. Uh, We will. So
0: good. We're going to do a podcast episode because I'm going to force them to read it. (laughs) So good. The the best Saw content outside of Rogue One, I will say it, the relationship between Jin and Saw is so complex and so interesting and it's literally probably my favorite parent-child relationship in all of Star Wars. I love them so much. It is such a fantastic look into Jin's character, and it also n- makes you hurt real bad. Uh, it makes her interaction with Solid Rogue One so much sadder, but so fantastic. And then I'm also a High Republic stan a little bit. Uh, so I love Midnight Horizon which hey has also not read.
1: <laughs> oh my god. We thought about this all day yesterday. Again. Look, DJ O himself i saying you need to read it. So I know he he banged his cannon gavel he and banged said that, that was telling he banged his canon gavel and told me that Valen's telling you to read Midnight Horizon was a canon. But I can't! I have to read Shadow of the Sith! Uh, you know what? I will stop reading Bounty Hunters. I will stop reading Tales of the Bounty Hunters for you. And I will okay. read Shadow of the Sith. And then I will
0: consider reading Midnight Horizon. Midnight but, uh, Horizon is fantastic. It's my Cantum Psy is so wonderful. Uh, Comac, my beloved i can't talk about what happens but my beloved and wreath i literally cry thinking about how much development he gets in the young adult books and it is just the perfect end to his padawan journey um i love him him so much and also ram is so cute in that book so this is my favorite uh okay. favorite show live do you yeah, want my favorite show is the Mandalorian that's like yes. I I was I literally tweeted this yesterday but I think it's so funny that the Mandalorian is like my favorite Star Wars thing ever and I never talk about it like ever I it I love it so much so much it's just <clears throat> similar to, to Solo Solo. It has like the under underground, gritty bounty hunter kind of vibe. Uh, well, obviously bounty hunter vibe because Mando is a bounty hunter, but you know, but this time he's got a little <clears throat> green kid. and I love that <laughs> Good for him. He- <laughs> I'm so happy for him. Like I feel like this is <laughs> this is the perfect accidental dad trope in star wars like my apologies to valance and cadelia but Mando and grogu a hundred percent i shake my finger at you am i wrong though no as much as i love valance and cadelia they were together for two issues don't okay maybe three two but i'm gonna stay with two
1: anyways listen um, it's is mando fighting for the empire for this kid he met for 2 days and would now give his life for yes
0: no, kind of maybe kind of yes actually But he's not fighting for the empire <laughs> he's not fighting for the exactly. empire he's fighting he's fighting the empire he's fighting which for is bad because
2: this kid this kid he met
1: 2 issues ago is getting threatened by Darth Vader himself can you say that about mando i don't think so but <laughs> I digress. We can anyway. We
3: will
0: speak. anyway. <laughs> Rebel dads will always be superior to empire dads. That's my opinion.
1: Forced empire dads. I'll have you know.
2: <laughs> oh my god! Foul. Wow. <laughs> um, okay. There's a tension in the castle. Run, read podcast Zoom tonight. <laughs>
0: So true, so true, besties. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, um, I like Mando because they gave us Bryce Dallas Howard as a star yes, star. <laughs> so true. And chapter four is my favorite Mando episode ever. Ooh. And if if Din doesn't like, if the entire series doesn't end with Din going back to Sorgan and just, like, chilling for the rest of his life with Omera, I will be storming Lucasfilm. The two acceptable do. Mando endings are him going back to O'Meara or him going and living with Cobb. Yeah. That's it. Those are the only that's two. A- no, and a- ideally, me. we'd have it all together. It's like a package deal, so didn't Cobb show yeah. up on Omera's little... Planet like hey yeah. Misty, I'm back. Oh, I have a friend. Poly- the polycule of Din Cobb and Omera, that is so powerful. That's that so is powerful. so powerful. Yeah. Raising their kids together. Oh my god. Uh, oh my god. I can't. Wow. That <laughs> our minds. Somebody please write fanfiction for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why that's why I love The Mandalorian. Um Accidental Dads and Bryce Dallas Howard. That's it. I'm
1: going to pass it off to Hayes. Not to be cliche, but I think my favorite show is The Clone Wars because I binged all of Clone Wars about two months after Clone Wars ended. One thing about me is that I will always get into things at the worst time. So literally, I saw my friends tweeting about the Clone Wars finale And then a month and a half later, I was like, "Hmm, I should watch the Clone Wars because I'm a very, very smart person. But I kind of like the Clone Wars because even though I'm not the biggest, like, Jedi person, I think that Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Ahsoka are pretty cool. I like Anakin and Ahsoka's Padawan relationship. And... Of course, this is the whole point of the Clone Wars, but it just makes Revenge of the Sith so much sadder. Like, I have to set aside about two, about four hours of time to watch Revenge of the Sith because I think about what it meant for Anakin to fall from the dark side for Sofa. And I, you know exactly what I'm referring to, but just... I I also cannot watch the last, um, the last arc of season seven of the Clone Wars. I haven't watched it in like, yeah, the last four episodes. I haven't watched that since freaking December 2020 because once I realized what was going on, I was like, why am I watching this over and over again? No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so, thing I like about Clone Wars is that you can just kind of like pick up anywhere and it'll be, like, a random story. Like, people rag on this arc, but I really like the Water War arc with the Mon Calamari and the, the, the Carcrodons, I think, the, the big shark people. I really like that story because I think it's kind of like the Seeds of Rebellion and, comics plug, comics plug, flashing lights, if you read Vader 2017, there's an arc where the Empire has to take over Moncala. And it's it's basically like Water War 2.0. So if you enjoy that arc in the Clone Wars, you're gonna like that arc in Battle of 2017. And I think that's like issues 10 through 15, and then it goes into the into the stuff about the Inquisitors. Um, but yeah, I like the Clone Wars because you can kind of jump in anywhere, and every episode has meaning behind it. And of course, it constructs the the relationship between the clones and the Jedi, and that makes Revenge of the Sith hurt so much more. But yeah, basically, I like the Clone Wars, so I will send it off to Emily to tell us about her favorite Star Wars show.
0: <laughs> Speaking of Rebel dads, uh, my favorite Star Wars show, I think, is Rebels. It's a really close tie between Mando and Rebels, but I think Rebels edges it out just a little bit. Um, I love that show. I love Hera so fucking much. She has my heart. Uh, I love Kanan. I think that his story as someone who survived Order 66 and is learning how to be a Jedi in the rebellion and then also now learning how to be a master. And especially when like he holds so much trauma from seeing his own master die and never really completing his own like journey from Padawan to Knight to Master is really cool. Um, Ezra, while well, not my favorite character, I think it's also his journey in that show is really great and seeing how much he grows and, of course, my main man, Calus. Uh, Callus has the best redemption arc in all of Star Wars. Oh, seeing yeah. him go from, you know, an Imperial who is very dedicated to the cause to Fulcrum to a full-on rebel is fantastic. I love the Fulcrum too. The Fulcrum are so cool so i really liked getting to see more of that and i also have a soft spot for imperial defectors um so (laughs) i just i love that so much the honorable ones is one of my favorite star wars things ever and also uh the world between worlds episode is really fantastic even though people misunderstand the world between worlds but i'm not here to talk about that (laughs) (laughs) um now we can do comic i don't i've only read a very limited amount of star wars comics so i don't really have like a favorite um but live and hey i'm sure you guys have one i feel like ours is gonna be the same are we talking like comic runs or like a specific issue let's do runs but if you have an issue that you want to highlight you can also do that i Think well mine mine is Bounty Hunters I know I know which one you're gonna pick <laughs> yeah I no Bounty Hunters is, is my favorite I feel like it's Haye's favorite too but like okay my favorite issue I think it's number 20 just because my little guy suck <laughs> it made me have a mental breakdown I'm not going to lie um, but yeah so <laughs> just Bounty Hunters as a whole though is just so good and I it's love so, so so good much I love that little found family they're so fucked up <laughs> <laughs> they're so special <laughs> um, and just we have lesbians uh, let's go lesbians. Uh, uh, let's, go see, let's go lesbians, let's go! Young sexy
2: taisu Leech! We have- Yasu Leech! Yasu Don't Yasu forget we switched his name!
0: Yassified.
2: Yassified Yas
0: Leech is Yasu Leech. Yasu We have the gay bug man and his robot boyfriend. <laughs> we have we have the-, the what even is Bosk Lizard? Something, man, and then fuck just a, just a fucked there. up little lizard guy. <laughs> <laughs> fucked up, fuck
1: up lizard uncle. I think is a good. It's actually if you go on say... Wikipedia,
0: his official species is fucked up lizard. Yeah, fucked yeah, up lizard, so. <laughs> and he's Boba Fett's uncle, so you know it's perfect. You know, it, it works. And then Dengar's there. Um, hope he dies soon. <laughs> <laughs> and. Dan- <laughs> and Dengar is also there there <laughs> she like it's like she looks absolutely gorgeous um and he's there and he's there, there. <laughs> yeah no exactly um and then maybe maybe someday Valence will return you Ethan Sachs truly my enemy but also thank you for this for this comic. <laughs> fucked up little guys shout out ethan if you're listening to the podcast you have not emotionally damaged (laughs) me yet so not yet oh but no i think you should read allegiance because that is up i need to i have it so good i do have it i just haven't gotten to it yet it's gifted kid burnout my god (laughs) my god oh my god Oh, and that's the Ray Rose comic, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's the Ray Rose Joker. And it's so good. Anyways, so that's my answer. Overall, it's Bounty Hunters, but specifically Bounty Hunters 20. So I'll pass it off to Hay.
1: So this is going to come as a surprise to everyone listening, but I think my favorite Star Wars comic run is Bounty Hunters.
0: Um, (laughs) Oh my God, I'm so shocked right now. (laughs) i've never heard you talk about this before Ah.
1: (laughs) i do not even know how many times i have reread this series i think alone this year before i started my reread that i'm currently doing right now i'm on issue 14 uh, i think i input 60 issues of bounty hunters into my silly little comic tracker um so I I think we can say that 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 that's my favorite. (laughs) You like it just Um, a little bit.
3: Just a little bit.
1: Um, Bounty hunters. I like it for a very different reason than Liv does. Um, (laughs) There is a certain sexy cyborg man. (laughs) that has recently <laughs> come out as bisexual. Happy Pride! Happy Pride! Um, I'm, I'm
2: coming out. <laughs> I may not be drive, but at saw I'm alive. <laughs> So
1: yes, there has been a certain bisexual, sad bisexual hot cyborg that has dominated my waking thoughts for about a year now uh he he is he is the moment he is he is everything to me uh bounty hunters the first arc of bounty hunters is so good and it will make you hate boba fett a lot uh then the two issues in which valance was gifted basically gifted a kid by his former mentor and then promptly has to leave her to save her and would, within a span of two days, probably maximum, would give his life to protect her. Oh, you want dad gets a beautiful daughter and he would do anything for her. The superior version of that trope, I'm sorry. Rip to live, but Valance and Cadelia are superior. Um, and then after those two issues in which Valance would do anything for a kid he just met, he goes on a little solo trek to um, to help a down-drabble frigate and gets his skin skin ripped off and his cyborg That's skeleton right. is, is like, like Creatura. <laughs> There's something about those issues that they, they drive me insane. And then we have the premiere of my worst, The Dengar, which I... I I don't even know if I'm supposed to say that. No, I'm not gonna say that. Because I don't want to get sued. So, Marvel, if you're listening to this, I I am I'm, I'm cool, I promise. I'm not a snitch. And then the dynamic between Dengar and Valence is hilarious. I Easton Sachs by worstie. I don't know what you do, but you do it very well. And then we have the worst point in my life i think uh which is bounty hunter 17 that is the day everything went downhill i'm pretty sure after i finished that comic well no i didn't finish it i was my book was open on the last panel i curled my knees up to my chest on my desk chair and cried for about half an hour because of my poor little meow meow (laughs) however a great series with a great cast of characters who are mostly if not all gay people uh, including the main character himself, Happy Pride to Valance Happy Pride to Valance Happy
0: Pride Pride. only
1: So true but I like Bounty Hunters not only because of the hot cyborg but because of the fucked up found family as (laughs) Liv said and Ethan has a very tongue-in-cheek ironic sense of humor that he just he writes so well he writes so well and I don't know how he does it but good god that man is you know talented astonishing all of the above um but I, I can't talk about Bounty Hunters without talking about Target Vader because it's so good and it provides so much context for why Valence hates Dengar and absolutely deserved, by the way. If so you've true. read it, you know what I'm talking about. But it also gives us a lot of backstory, a lot of backstory into Valens and why he hates the Empire so much. And you know what? Also deserved. Um, and that's really coming into play now in the Bounty Hunters comics. So if you if you want to catch up, I highly recommend it. Ask me for a Valance reading guide. I got it down past i can basically tell you the entire reading guide right now off the top of my head because that's do how I, obsessed i am with it, it. okay do you want it okay so for legends oh. we have um <laughs>
2: legends we're starting Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no this episode is gonna be way too long as it is
2: okay i will that's not that's another time go, go on
0: <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll we'll add a link really to the probably. balance reading guide <laughs> exactly. in the description.
2: <laughs> yeah, so you
1: can learn about, about you can learn about my fucked up little sad
2: cyber guide.
1: But yeah, those are my favorite comic runs. So true. I think these are just the intros, and we haven't even really talked about what we're
2: supposed to talk about.
1: We are
0: literally on. No, the this first is what question. we're supposed to. This is what we're supposed to talk. Yeah, we're just on the first question. So okay, next question. <laughs> uh what are your favorite characters and why let's keep it to top top three favorite characters we can try (laughs) um i guess i'll go first again since i've been going first um (laughs) um to no one's surprise my favorite character is han solo has been han solo since fucking 2015 when I started watching Star Wars and was uh, very cruelly, he was ripped away from me almost immediately after I became a Star Wars fan. But anyways, it's fine. I just love him because he's just a silly little guy. He's very dumb, but he's amazing. (laughs) And like, I, listen, I think me and him we, we, we have a connection. We're kind of the same person. Like, we are pretty impulsive. We're not great at driving, but we do it very fast. <laughs> um, <laughs> I Like, we would do anything for our friends. And we don't like being left behind. Like, we're the same person. I'm just saying. It's true. Um, I just, he's like... My- he's my fucked up little guy and no one <laughs> understands him properly like I got into multiple fights on TikTok the other day because I <laughs> <laughs> because I made a video saying that like people shouldn't interpret him as like a macho like playboy kind of character because he's not he's a fucking nerd he's like his whole thing it's is that, he puts that up as a front so people don't see like the fucked up little nerd that he is. So anyways, um that's why I love Han solo. He's my beloved. He's my scrunkly little guy. I adore him. So I'm just gonna keep it to Han. I don't need to go into my other characters. Han is <laughs> the only one that matters. <laughs> Besides Kira. But like <laughs> okay. if you if you want if you want to hear me talk at a great like about Kira. I was on my friend Maddie's podcast called Night Sisters Podcast and we like screamed about Kira for I want to say like an hour and a half. So check that out. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just going to talk about Han. So there. Hayden, who's your favorite character? <laughs> I wonder who it could be.
1: <laughs> Listen, I am a very indecisive person. So I cannot choose just one. I will do top three. So I think that this one also switches around. It's kind of like my top three movies where the, the content I'm consuming influences my top three. So right now, top three favorite Star Wars characters of all time, Poe Dameron. He is, he says he's an arrogant pilot, has not read his other media and you just have no idea what you're talking about um he is okay. i i love him he he's my he he is the reason why i love the sequel so much is because he is on screen and the history behind him is just heart hands uh number 2 right now currently is hans solo for the exact same reasons that liv listed him as a top character also because he's goofy yeah he he's goofy He's, he's silly. He has no yeah, idea what the do. fuck he's doing. And you know what? Neither do I. He's just like me.
0: He's just like me for just real. For <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I will basically echo all of Liv's sentiments on Han. And in first place right now to no one's surprise is Sexy Cyborg Man himself. don't
0: ba- <laughs> 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 Baylor Dude, would you would want you me to, would you want me to pull up the dengar tweets <laughs> nova's fan camp <laughs> play that video and i will leave this podcast play the video and
1: i will leave the podcast oh my i'm so serious <laughs> but anyways yeah i man, as i said before has consumed all of my waking thoughts for a good year I love him i will go into why i love him in a future episode probably but he he is so special to me and nobody knows who he is so he is truly truly mine you own him anyways he is mine i own almost i think i own almost every single one of his appearances so he is thoroughly thoroughly mine I love. and that with interview. that i will send it back to live because Emily is Bestie. uncultured. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, we have to live. No, <laughs> Emily. Do you still want to say your favorite comics?
0: No, I'm out of character. character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh See, I said I didn't have any favorite oh. comics. My God.
2: So unwell. <laughs> I will send it to Emily to talk about her favorite. <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm, I'm so good
0: <laughs> uh, so my top three are basically interchangeable, and I think two of them I think are packaged you do not separate uh so' I'll st- number one is is Ray, she was my first favorite Star Wars character, and she will forever be I think like live and hey, I'm like, damn, she's just like me for real <laughs> she. <doesn't laughs> want things to change she's anxious like about her life and what she's gonna do with it she's just trying to please people (laughs) just trying her best uh and i love her and i don't care what other people say about her i don't care how much hate she gets uh she will be ever be forever be my favorite she will forever hold a special place in my heart her journey i think is so beautiful and so well-written and I love this story about you know this girl who was trying to stay on uh this planet for her family being able to leave and find family in other places I think that's really beautiful and find her place in the galaxy and become the hero when she never expected to be I think that's beautiful um and then we have Jin (laughs) Urso Not really a surprise to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jin. Jin's like, it's almost harder for me to put into words why I love her so much, but I really love her story about how she's very human. And I love this story about like finding hope again and being able to change and being able to find your sense of purpose and belonging again. I think that's very beautiful. Um she's just lost so much in her life and the fact that in the end she has people who stick by her till the very end is just everything and then of course we have cassie and andor who i think is maybe one of the most complex characters in star wars i think that he is so interesting uh the his whole thing with the rebellion the way that he's you know done all these terrible things but he still just like genuinely believes in hope and also kind of his story about in rogue one about like kind of finding what he's fighting for this this kind of coming back to the ground level of like i'm fighting for the people i'm fighting for right so even if that means i have to go against the rebellion i'm here to fight for what is good and this is what is good and what is right um yeah that's He's my favorite. They're, they're my favorite little little guys. Little my little dude. My little dude. Uh on favorite characters then. Who is one of your glove Shittos? Let's try to do it someone who we haven't already named. Hey.
3: Come <laughs> on.
0: <laughs> so, Shiddo is um, So true. <laughs> so such a surprise to literally anyone who's ever interacted with me. Um, he's my little guy. He's my fucked up little dude. I would die for him. If Ethan kills him, he will. I'm <laughs> he going will! to like something <laughs> no. on fire. Possibly Ethan. This is a threat. <laughs> Anyways. Hey, who's your club shadow that isn't balance?
1: Oh my god. Listen, he is the perfect he hasn't been in any movies. He's been in like three. He's the comic main
2: character runs. of a comic.
1: And nobody knows who he is.
0: Well, you already said not- him as your favorite character, yeah. so
1: fine. Get gluppier, Hemdoss, they cancel out.
0: No. <laughs> yes. No. I may not be good at math, <laughs> but no.
2: As I
1: was saying, I think my glub i have a few uh snap wexley is one of them who is a main character in the poe dameron comics and he has a wife named karei khan who they are absolutely just everything everything to me their relationship is so underrated and after reading the poe comics it makes snap's death in rise of skywalker hurt like a bitch like I for- I forgot that he dies in Rise of Skywalker because it was so quick. And I was I was watching it last summer and I was like, wait, oh my god, no! <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely he is one of my GLEP shittos. And one of my GLUP shittos, unfortunately, is Dengar. Oh my because god.
2: Because
1: he has he's not even fully on screen in Empire Strikes Back. He is A fucked up little bitch that- (laughs) So true. He- I could go on about Dengar for hours because he is a menace to society. He is an annoying, whiny little bitch. And he only cares about himself. I I don't know why, but he- I'm obsessed with him. And there is a minute and a half long video made by (laughs) Nova at Killer Clowns on Twitter- of me, of just tweets talking about Dengar. Well, tweets and some messages, but I, I don't know. Dengar is just my fucked up little guy. And I, I can't stop thinking about him. Um, and in terms of gluck shittos, I'm pretty sure that's it besides balance, but you guys won't let me talk about balance. <laughs> You've already We allowed you balance. to talk about balance.
0: <laughs> oh
1: my god. Anyways, I will send it over to Emily.
0: Her GLUP shittos. Um, one of my Glup Shittos is <laughs> no one is gonna know it. it's Kato from Rebel Rising. Yep, he's one no. of the he's one of the partisan members. <laughs> and um he's there when uh saw Bannon's gym and then Jin asks about him when she in the or in the rogue one novelization, they were like, oh, he's dead. <laughs> oh oh <laughs> no, he died. So I'm hoping he's gonna be an andor. Um <laughs> that would be a good deep cut. I think I really think. If Saw's gonna be there, I think it's like the prime time right before because he was alive at the end of, like, or when did last season in Realm Rising. And then I think he died, like, it's like before Rogue One, but we don't know how recently. So I think it would be a good time. Maybe on-screen death for Kato. <laughs> Justice for Kato. Anyway, Eddie, everyone make sure to vote for Kato in the glove of Twitter poll when he comes up. <laughs> He's gonna lose, but please, for me. I'll, I'll um, do it for you. My other, another one is Petty Officer Thanison from The Force Awakens. Um, he's played by Thomas Brody sangster <laughs> Oh, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> and he's killed by Finn and Poe. Uh, love that. <laughs> Fantastic little guy. <laughs> is Dio a club shido? I don't really. Is he? Then Dio might be my top club shido. I, I love that anxious little droid with my entire heart. I want to get the like the little lego of him not i don't want the big one i want the little mini fig of him i love him the teeny tiny one i love him he's just a little dude he's just a little dude who is quite literally has ptsd (laughs) he doesn't like to be touched i love that i also don't like to be touched (laughs) he's just like me for real (laughs) anxious doesn't like to be touched oh my god um okay next question uh what is your most anticipating upcoming project because we're kind of in a time where there's like a ton of stuff even just coming out before the end of this year but then even going into 2023 there is more shit so Liv um okay so I think like in the immediate future It would be Andor. I'm very curious to see like what they do with it because you might sense a reoccurring pattern but I don't really like force Jedi stories and I like seeing the gritty under underworld of Star Wars. And that's what this show is giving me from the one trailer that we saw. Um, (laughs) So I'm just excited to see what they do with that. And then um, also Princess and the Scoundrel, that, yes. that will be my joker. It truly will be my joker, um, and I don't even read books, and I am more excited for that than anything. And then um, the, like, the, because they have so many things planned, but I just want to see Lando. I just want to watch Lando. But if they don't call it the Calrissian Chronicles, I'm going to miss out. You're canceled. <laughs> really that is that is the Donna Glover. You're thing canceled if series. you don't call it Lando
1: or the yeah. Calrissian Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Sorry, bestie, but you're done. You're done. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, those are my my top three. Um, what about you, Hayden? So if we're doing top three. I think first would have to be Taika Waititi's Star Wars movie, which we know absolutely jack shit He hasn't even about. written it. He hasn't even, <laughs> no. he hasn't
2: even written it. But he hasn't written what? it. I have
1: told him before, Solo 2, and we talked about this before, literally like an hour ago. Solo he just, 2. Give he it to him. just said
0: in an interview, he's not going to have any existing characters. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care.
1: Solo 2. Paiko, you're doing it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Taika Waititi's Star Wars movie, I think, again, in the, emmi- in the immediate future, Andor, just because it seems like a side of a rebellion that we've never really seen before, and there's a lot of elements that are going to be, uh, again, I am kind of a nitty-gritty enjoyer, um, so seeing like the dirty work of the rebellion that we kind of saw a little bit in Rebels, and maybe a little bit in Rogue One, we're going to see a whole lot of it in Andor, which I'm excited for. Uh, And then my last anticipated project is Bounty Hunters number 31, because I need to see what the hell Ethan is doing. I'm terrified of that man, and I'm terrified of what he's going to do to my sexy little cyborg man.
0: He holds that over our heads. No. He terrorizes us with 31. Truly. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I can't stand him. He he's my worstie. He is so he's the worstie. Um, but yeah, those are my three projects. So, Emily, what are your
0: three most anticipated projects? Um, my number one is Andor. I am so excited for them to expand on Cassian's character. Everything that we've learned about this show, it seems so interesting. Um, and it seems like Tony Gilroy and just is very committed to this project and this character I think it's going to be really interesting to see Cassian in such a different place than we saw him in Rogue One because instead of seeing like this committed rebel soldier we're going to see someone who is hopeless who is not a part of the rebel alliance yet and I think that's going to be so interesting also I'm very excited to see Mon Mothma because I think she's really cool um, I'm excited to see she's Esau awesome. Oh yeah. yes and she's yesified in this which is very exciting they oh. finally got her out of yeah. it white robe, got her in some woman. some yeah, sick bed dresses, <laughs> the best So, and I'm excited to see Saw again. I know that everyone has mixed opinions on his cameos, but he's one of my faves, so I'm very excited to see him in this show, and I'm excited to see the new characters too. Uh, yeah, Kyle, S- 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 Stellan, excited for y'all, <laughs> <laughs> even though Kyle's not
1: Imperial.
0: So, I was gonna say,
1: I have no idea who Kyle Soller is, but I just know that he has a silly little hat. That's the he only has a thing silly I love about hat him. And I love
0: that so much. Um, most anticipated book like Live Princess and the Scoundrel for sure, 100%. Um, I can't even wait till August. I'm going to be the Joker in August yes. because Princess Scoundrel, <laughs> and Andor comes out and that's like your a month. mom. <laughs> that's my mom. And then I'm also very excited for the Bad Batch season two, which is coming. I'm wearing a Bad Batch shirt today. Um, They got a fun, funky, fresh wardrobe change. Omega's a little older. Uh, Gungie who I, I haven't watched that episode of the Clone Wars, but everyone else was real excited for him. Uh, <laughs> Cody's coming back. Also, really haven't watched a lot of Clone Wars episodes of
3: Cody. Shout, shout out to Jess, Jess. that Cody. Yeah, was. I don't watch. Shout out Cody <laughs> watched Jess.
0: <laughs> for you, Jess, I will watch the Cody episodes. Oh, <laughs> um, and I love the Bad Batch. Uh, so I'm very excited to see what they do this season. I'm still hoping and praying for my Bad Batch join the Rebellion arc would love that uh yeah next we have favorite star wars quote okay Liv- so i'm gonna do like a serious one and then a not so serious one you guys don't have to but that's just how my brain works um so my favorite serious one is from Shmi skywalker actually And she says, you can't stop change any more than you can stop the suns from setting because you said it earlier, you don't like change. I don't like change either at all. So I like to think of this quote and be like, hey, chill. It has to happen, you know? So that's my my serious quote that I think about a lot. Um, And then my not so serious quote is the entire scene where Han is talking to the stormtroopers over the intercom in a new home. (laughs) He's so goofy. He's so funny. That is my favorite scene in all of Star Wars. I will say that right now. Like, he's so... Because he was literally in the Empire. He probably had a TK number. Like, when when the officer he was talking to was like, what's your TK... designation or whatever he probably could have just said it and got away with it but like no he fucking shoots the console (laughs) i he's just like me for real that's the last time i'm gonna say it but he's just like me for real i would do the exact same thing so anyways um those are my two quotes
1: (laughs) sds completely honest i am not a quotes person because I, in one ear, out the other. But I'm trying to think about it right now off the top of my head. But I, I don't even know what to say. Because the only, the only thing that's coming up in my head right now is the entirety of Solo. So that could be my quote that would, that
2: would
1: oh, be excellent <laughs> that could be my quote um
0: and it's like how people think... copy and paste the entire b-movie script except it's you the <laughs> solo, solo <script. laughs> yep that's it
1: and if we're doing um if we're getting really niche here uh it's gonna be uh me what am i doing here what are you doing here and then han goes incoming and then they get blown up (laughs) oh my god
0: i did that (laughs) no words no words for the audience who may have not read (laughs) a fell on the ground (laughs) oh my god i'm doing so well you guys (laughs)
2: I'm so good. <laughs> wow. Anyways. Wow. Technical difficulties. <laughs> um,
1: while I pick my chair up, why do Oh my god.
2: <laughs> why <What> do you <laughs> I think we're race was a couple over-
0: episodes in before somebody fell on the floor. <laughs> we can have an hour first. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie, if you're out there, that's Did still I one know? of my favorite videos ever.
1: <laughs> oh, anyways, I I think my I think my dad's chair is broken. <laughs> I will send it to Ellie to tell us about her favorite Star Wars quotes. <laughs>
0: Um, my favorite Star Wars quote is, "I'm not used to people sticking around when things go bad. Welcome home. Um, it's the best moment in Star Wars, actually. Point blank, period. And I'm not here to hear arguments, so move right along. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I have it on. I literally had that moment on a
3: sweatshirt.
1: <laughs> so it's true. i have seen it myself.
0: Everyone's. <laughs> I wear all the things. <laughs> <laughs> You're I think. Being so needly sweaters. <laughs> I have another one coming. I... Oh my god!
1: <laughs> Wait, how, what? Do a head count. How many is that now? Uh,
0: okay, so I have the custom Jin and Cassian one, I have the custom Han and Kira one, and then I have a custom Jin one coming. And then I have a Bridgerton one. I have a Manto one. I have a Hunger Games one. I have a Ray one, and I have a Druig and Makari. So that's oh. Oh <laughs> that's how many. <seven>. <laughs> that's eight, oh <laughs>
2: and
0: that's not I'm counting. Cozy, like, <laughs> <laughs> I th- and that's not counting the separate two. No, not so needily, but also embroidered chin and cassie sweatshirts that I have. Emily. And a Taylor <laughs> one. Oh my god. Good for you. I have a
3: problem.
1: I think all of us have our problems in our
2: own way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We sure we have problems, that's for sure. <laughs> just a lot of issues between the three of us. <laughs> Mentally fucked <laughs> 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 <Just laughs> up little guys. Just fucked up little guys. <laughs> okay. Oh <my> <laughs> um, <laughs> to get a little bit more serious, I guess. Um <laughs> what does Star Wars mean to you or why do you like Star Wars so much? Why have you decided to let this silly little franchise take over your entire life I ask myself that every day <laughs> <Good> question <laughs> I just oh, I just like these silly <laughs> little guys in outer space they bring me happiness <laughs> they give me a reason to live <laughs> but like so true <laughs> I don't know it's just it's a story of hope when you boiled down to it like it's all about hope and staying hopeful and trying to be the best you can be and helping people in need and i think that's something that's really important because we live in a very shitty world and it's kind of hard to remember that kind of stuff so seeing these silly little guys in outer space do that you know it makes you want to do that um but Outside of Star Wars itself, I love all the friends that I've made because of it. And like, we're doing this. Like, I, we're in different countries, so far apart from each other. But we're still besties. And we're talking on a silly little podcast together. And I love you guys. And I love all the Twitter besties and the TikTok besties and the Instagram besties. I love them all. And I just like Star Wars for connecting us all so
2: that's it
0: (laughs) I feel like I don't like can't even say anything after that like yeah yeah. Liv said it (laughs) all (laughs) yeah I love y'all that's kind of like the perfect transition into like our next which is like
2: yeah
0: (laughs) how did we become friends I don't remember I don't remember when I started following I feel like I've been following Liv forever
3: Mm -hmm. like I think
0: if you I think we were in a discord together yeah but i think i followed you before that too i feel like oh man, you know, man. i don't know i feel like you i've been, been following liv time. for a long time and hey i've been following also for a hot minute but i was like i don't think i followed hey it's embarrassing i didn't like follow him hey back by until i like found her on twitter and i was like oh yeah, hey. sure. <laughs> I'll, listen i'll be honest When
1: you, it was that tweet of the three people like finding each other in McDonald's. And it was like when my TikTok besties find my, when I found my TikTok besties on Twitter. And you were like, that's how I felt finding you on on Twitter. The whole like,
0: I don't think she follows me on TikTok, but I don't want to say it. No, because I literally, I was like, oh, because I, it was embarrassing because you were one of those people that you were in my comments so often. And I, you were on my For You page. And then I was like, "Oh, we're besties!" but I'm like, "I'm not fucking following her back." Oh my
2: god! <laughs> thing. We'll- <laughs> I think the funniest thing was then like going
1: on a TikTok like 30 seconds later, and then seeing you follow me. We followed.
0: So it's like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "Oh my god, I don't follow <laughs> Oh my god! It was just very funny. <laughs> but I I'm think- so sorry. There's so many oh, people it's out there who it's, like, I'm, it's so embarrassing. I remember I was on Harris and Carter's podcast twice before Carter was like, you don't follow me back. And I was like, I'm sorry, no. Misty. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't follow Char back until I was <laughs> drunk from karaoke. She <laughs> was like, why don't you follow me back? And I was like,
2: it's <laughs> <That's> so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how me and M
1: became you jewels but i think i started following liv because she showed up in a solo video on my for you page and then i found and then she started following me on twitter and then i followed her back and we were like besties in the comments for a little and then I started interacting with Liv and M at the same time because they were po- both post solo stuff, and then Emily sent us. I think it was the new Alden Ehrenreich pictures where it was like he had an iPhone instead of a flip phone. <laughs> I think. I don't know if that's right, but I think that's I'm literally
0: gonna scroll back to see if I can scroll back <laughs> to the beginning of our. Oh my god, that's gonna take like chef. half an hour. <laughs> <It's so weird. laughs> but that's how just, I'm trying to remember how like the three of us
1: yeah I, I feel
0: it, like I, I mean I part thought... of it was like we were all going to celebration yeah I was just gonna oh, say yeah. that I think we we started like our group chat after we got our celebration tickets because we're like hey we should meet up or something so, I like how we were like, we were like, we should meet up and then cut to us basically spending to the entire convention together. <laughs> <laughs> Will we like, get lunch or something? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and we didn't get lunch.
1: We did not no. get lunch. <laughs> I tweeted about this yesterday. I lived off of those fruit cups from the freaking cafe. Fruit cups, cups and and white, bagels. And <laughs> Fruit cups and ice white chocolate... Fruit cups and ice white chocolate
0: mochas. The worst chai I've ever had in my entire life.
1: Sorry, say that again. My AirPods died. Oh, the worst chai I've ever had in my entire life. Oh my God. That was vile. That was straight up syrup in my That's mouth. Sick. That was so nasty.
0: So, yeah, I was like, I don't even remember... But we did meet each other all together first at Celebration. And in the most fitting way, we did plan to have our first, the three of us meet up be in our, oh, I guess, no, we didn't because we watched Kenobi together no, the night yeah. before. But then we did our, our solo cosplay day at Celebration where so we were all, so we had a solo nation day. Ow, I do punch my-
1: no. God, we are so. We are it's been so a long day, okay? No, it has been a long ass day. It has been emotionally draining, <laughs> and draining on the bank account too. But it's mostly... so
0: true. <laughs> Couldn't be me. God, I wish I were you. <laughs> I I got paid today too. Oh my god, don't <laughs> rub <rip> it in. <laughs> yeah. I thank
1: god I get paid tomorrow because my credit card <gasps> Oh my god. My my bank account is like I have spent so much money this week it is not funny. Just not even including the freaking arm and a leg that the freaking celebration tickets cost because of that virtual transaction fee. 20%
0: are you shitting me? I know. That's ridiculous. Uh, At least you um, found your passport. (laughs) That's true. Hayes briefly lost her passport for a couple of days and was, Uh. like, actively making an appointment to get another one.
1: And I had to do it behind my mom's back because she would get mad at me. But it turns out that my dad went into my room without telling me and took the passport off my desk and just didn't tell me about it. So I fully thought I had thrown it out and I was going to cancel the passport that I later found in his bathroom to go make a new one. So now I don't have to do that. And I have a passport for celebration. So, so I'd say it's, it's a W,
0: that book so why did we want to start the podcast i think you should take this one because my reason was very wrong (laughs) (laughs) well basically i noticed that all of us had talked about how we all we all really liked being on other people's podcast um and you know there there is a a pipeline of star wars tiktoker Mm -hmm. to Star Wars podcaster Um, and many of our friends have fallen down it so I feel like it was really only a matter of time and uh one time and I had been kind of thinking about potentially starting a podcast to talk about Andor when it came out because I knew that three minute TikToks were not going to be enough so I was like okay maybe I'll just do one where it's just Andor and that's it but then one night I was in the shower and I was like you know it's it's interesting how there's three of us saying how we'd love to be on podcasts but we don't have one so I texted the group chat and uh kind of just spiraled from there
1: I think I I was thinking about it too I was like I don't remember what I I said but you sent that and I was like what I was thinking about the exact same thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. another thing about me and Liv is that she just lives in my brain like (laughs) permanently so we basically have the same thoughts so Emily said that she wanted to start a podcast and then me and Liv were both like we were thinking the exact same thing so honestly it's like destiny that solo nation converged on
0: this moment I did find the first Tweet that was said in our group chat. It was someone responded to a tweet saying what is your dream celebration announcement on March, uh, March 21st And it's make solo to happen on Disney plus and I said, getting solo news while the three of us are together in our solo cosplays almost too much to imagine we didn't get solo news. So disregard all of that however at
1: the industrial Industrial light and magic panel when ron howard was speaking someone yelled out make solo 2 happen and he said that i'm not in charge of that so he knows and he probably wants to make another one so ron
0: howard make solo 2 happen bestie (laughs) but and then Hayden and I, when they showed before the Lucasfilm panel, uh, they showed like a, a reel of like where they highlighted like all the different projects, and they showed Solo, and we were literally the only ones in the room who cheered. <laughs> we like screamed, <laughs> and everyone else was like, <laughs> we literally yelled. We we're like. <laughs> and, and I was like, it was just us two. i think the people next to us were fucking annoyed with me specifically because i was like screaming crying at any like hint of andor and they were like okay
1: <laughs> bestie you are dealing with two mentally ill young women
0: i was like i'm so mentally ill this is literally the only yeah. reason i came to this
1: <laughs> we are unwell because <laughs> like really who's gonna spend the amount of money that we did to go hang out with their internet besties for three days in California—very severely mentally unwell people. <laughs> <laughs> I will not even speak on the amount of money that I'm spending to go to Celebration London.
0: Yeah,
3: no, it's so...
1: I
0: don't want to think about it.
1: Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm just to no- z-
0: not look at my bank account.
1: Yeah. I think I will not look at my bank account until
0: next April. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. Good plan. Uh, so before we close out and get into our uh, final segment, which will be a reoccurring segment, uh, we'll tell y'all what you can kind of expect from this podcast going forward. Um, like any other Star Wars podcast in existence, we will be rewatching the movies in chronological orders and doing podcasts on them, that'll probably be our kind of fill-in when we like maybe don't have anything else, but uh, yeah, those will be fun. We're gonna do some book and comic reviews, so soon we should be having one on Shadow and the Sith, probably do one on Padawan, um, Prince of the Scoundrel, eventually Most Wanted in the Solo novelization, when Hay reads them, and Last Shot when we all read it. Uh- <laughs> other books that we all like, uh, stuff like that. Also comic reviews that'll probably go more on Livid Hay, but they'll, they love to get fun little weekly updates. And <laughs> who knows? Uh Valance Nation episode coming.
1: It, it's it's happening. I don't know when, but the Valence Nation roundtable is happening. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll have some character studies where we'll talk about some characters in Star Wars and uh just kind of break them down probably talk about why we like them or maybe in some cases why maybe we don't like them so much. Uh we're going to have when a new project is coming out weekly discussions on the TV shows. So that'll start with Andor uh which starts August 30th, but we also have The Bad Batch, Mando season 3 a while out Ahsoka. Tales of the Jedi also is coming out at some point. Um, and, you know, we'll probably have some guests on for a lot of those. And you can just expect more absolute chaos like today. Like me falling <laughs> off my chair. Yeah. <laughs> anything, anybody have anything to add
1: to that? Oh, um expect a lot more balanced tangents i will say oh, like God. let's be honest i does anyone have a count for today has anyone been keeping track no it's gotta I'm be so at least, it's gotta be Bessie, at least
0: seven Bessie, i think that's on you if you want a balance <laughs> count it's on you i, I I'll guess do it's balance count, i'll do the balance count next time thank you Bessie. <laughs> my
1: fellow my fellow member of hashtag balance nation on this podcast yes. <laughs> that i converted
0: it's true yeah yeah. I got you. You, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving
1: into our next segment, which is going to be a recurring segment on this podcast. We are starting Kessel Run Book Club, where we will do kind of like a recap of all the comics that came out in the past week, whenever we record and Emily will give us an update on her silly little Readings and endeavors.
0: <laughs> it's not always Star Wars, but it, there will
3: always yes. be something.
1: <laughs> um And I think we can also pretty much say that we'll be reading most of the Star Wars books that come out. um It will be very difficult for me because my brain is in bounty hunter's mode right now. But I, I will do it. I'm compromising with myself with that bounty hunter's book. I will get myself back into book mode. I promise. Um, for now, we can start talking about this week's releases, which were Doctor Afra number twenty-one by Alyssa Wong, uh, Vader Darth Vader twenty-four by Greg Pack, uh, Han Solo and Chewbacca number three by Mark Guggenheim, and Obi Wan number two by Chris Cantwell. So I think this is the order that I read them in. I'm not sure how you read them, uh, uh- Liz, but I read Afra. 21 first just because that's what i heard the most about mm-hmm. would you like to start there sure.
0: we can start there
1: excellent
0: Sarah in the listen i i love Afra, but the fact that kira was in this completely overshadowed literally everything else that happened mm-hmm. but that's just because i have brain worms <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> so true <laughs> And, like, I, okay, a little while ago, I made a tweet saying, like, what if Kira keeps the bracelets on her, her wrist because she doesn't want to I show I thought grand. about that. Mm-hmm. And then she strategically takes takes it off for this to prove a point. And I'm like, hmm, I love being right. So um, true. <laughs> Good for
1: you. <laughs> um, I to be honest I have not reread Afra at all. And I'm 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 on issue 10 of her 2016 run which is going swimmingly. Uh but then I got distracted by Bounty Hunters so I wow, saw Wow, really? Yeah, I don't know if anybody had any idea but I was rereading Bounty Hunters. <laughs> so I have to go back and reread everything. But from what I know, that conversation with Lucky and Ariel and Kira, I my, my jaw literally dropped when it's the panel where she says, I understand what it's like to have my choices taken from me. No one deserves that jaw on the floor. I was like, oh my God, they're actually talking about it. And you know what? Good it's it's something that we all like oh haha girl boss kira she's running the mlm that is from the dawn which we have to remember she was trafficked in the crimson dawn and she was basically dryden's slave for what was. Three, years?
3: three
1: years yeah just about i think from the time of she when- sells her
0: like right away like it's like mm-hmm. basically implied that basic as soon as she Kira is taken back. to someone before. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's, he, the first person doesn't keep her for very long because she um, is um, feisty. So.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that's a part of Kira that we forget a lot about. And I'm really glad that Alyssa Wong was able to incorporate this in this issue, especially uh, because we have Afra's will being taken from her by the, what is it? The Ascendant? Yeah, by ascendant, the piece of ascendant technology that is basically using her corpse as a freaking puppet. Oh, also spoilers for all of these comics. <laughs> forgot oh about god. that. But
2: oh my god,
1: heartbreaking. And then we have to talk about the Glup Shadows at the end. Yes. Um, any and all Afro fan will remember all of these as either exes or wards that she's taken care of. Of uh, Vulada, I was really surprised to see Vulada. She her last appearance was in empire send one when afra made that like goodbye message that was not really a goodbye message like come <laughs> on girly. um and she's on Tatooine, which makes me think is she kind of continuing sabe's legacy in like freeing slaves because wasn't she kind of a slave in that little city thing it's been a while since i reread afra 2016 but like why is she on Tatooine? i want to know why her and that big blob thing are on Tatooine, so true,
2: and
1: it, it may even look like Mos Pelgo or Freetown. I now that I think about it, yeah, a little bit.
0: Well, I, I don't if know if this is still the Empire, then it wouldn't be Freetown yet. I think it, so it was Freetown right up. after.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but yeah, she also they also team up with Her exes also team up with her other exes, which is great because they're all women. And one non-binary person who is Kofan Ferris, who I love dearly with my entire heart. They are an icon. And I actually just bought the pride variant with Kofan Ferris today or yesterday. I don't remember. Um, If it was yesterday, it's okay because I spent a lot of money today and I shouldn't. (laughs) But anyways, we have to talk about the last page Magnus tolvin after what two years showing up again i literally screamed she <laughs> oh, i i love her um yeah i'm very glad that she showed up again do you have any further thoughts Liv? i i do not i do not excellent you summarize excellent. Oh, thoughts. Oh, thoughts. <laughs> So we can move on to Darth Vader 24, which both Liv and I have previously agreed was in the scope of Greg Pak's run. Kind of, eh. That's a comic. It, it's a comic <laughs> and so is Obi-Wan, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, yeah, this issue, I thought it was cool how they kind of like they went to this random planet with these random people and of course kitster and the other guy wald that's his name I, I was happy to see him back after what freaking 20 plus years what is it 20, 29 23 29, 23 years they finally reappeared in canon it was nice to see them but i i'm not sure where they're taking this story with this kind of lost colony like it I it says they're part of Crimson Dawn, but the but Sabe is actively fighting against them until they find out that they're Crimson Dawn. I don't know. It's very confusing. Um, but we need to talk about Ochi freaking speeding in on a speeder bike like a freaking 70s action hero. <laughs> not if any not if Ochi of Best Dune has anything to do with it. Oh yeah, you want to taste too? Plenty to go around. Like, what the fuck is he doing? I love that too. bolt like, bag. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, what is he doing? Oh my God,
1: he's just a silly little guy. He's literally just a silly little guy. And I love him. But yeah, the ending where, for context in the current Vader comics, they have this like red tinged, um, these like red tinged flashbacks to Vader slash Anakin's past life. Like in this one, there's also a flashback to when he killed the Tusken Raiders. Um, I don't know why they're flashing back to that in a in issue about Crimson Dawn and a lost colony, but they are. But there's a page where It's Vader and Leia washing, Alderaan get destroyed. And after last week's Kenobi finale, that was vile. That was foul. I don't know who approved that, but that was foul. And then it transitions into this like montage of all the times Anakin like killed people. And then Sabe transforms into Padme. And then Padme is, like, locked out of his little meditation chamber. And then it's Sabe again. And then his meditation chamber gets blown up. And and Sabe gets blown up, too? I don't know. The ending is (laughs) happening. Yeah. uh, So far, this kind of arc where Vader has this kind of, like, task force of people to go after Crimson Dawn, because apparently now he's, like, working for Crimson Dawn, that's also very unclear. Mm -hmm. Balance wasn't in this issue. So obviously zero stars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why it was so bad because he wasn't there? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, overall plot of this issue was very strange. And I, I don't want to say hard to follow, but it didn't keep my interest like the other issues have. I don't know if you feel the same
0: way, Liv. No, I feel the exact same way.
1: Yeah. the uh, Vader 24, the, the covers that are coming out right now are really cool. I really like this Ochi and Sabe kind of collab cover. There's one coming out, I think it's 26, with like Vader made out of sand being blown away by the wind. That one is incredible. I, hats off to the, I think they're switching cover artists after 25, and I think that's the first one that the, that the new artist is doing, but hats off to them. That's, that's great. Um, but yeah, if, do you have any final thoughts, Liv? I do not have any final thoughts. <laughs> Excellent. So that was Vader. my thoughts. <laughs> that, that was Vader 24. Um, an issue. It was an issue. That's and we will move on to Han Solo and Chewbacca number three. I'm going to let you take this away, Liv, because this oh is your joke. Oh my God.
0: This is my <laughs> fucking Joker. I. Love this issue so much. Han is the stupidest person alive, <laughs> and I am in love with him. I would like to kiss him on the mouth. I need I to guess. kiss him. I, yeah, I don't even have the words. Mm-hmm. The way, the way. So true. I <laughs> know he's so fucking stupid but it works but it works the way that he tricks the security people (laughs) i don't know how that works he tricks them and says that there's (laughs) they need rescuing but they're the people who broke in and it actually works and then they steal the car (laughs) not car they're in space you know what i mean but like and then they just leave greedo they just they fucking just leave it. like mm, i got my dad now i don't need this green fucker also can we talk about his dad and how kind of hot he was in this dilf, issue? dilf solo yeah i don't even like, remember yeah y'all he's got an eye patch <laughs>
1: like he's got an eye patch and his little beige outfit i don't know if you can see that oh. panel right there i don't know what I don't, I don't know. know what he's doing. He, he's like, kind of sexy though. Like, <laughs> now, if he really is Han's dad, I know where he gets it from.
0: So true. <laughs> but okay. anyways, moving on to the true Joker of this comic. is the fact that it aligns with Crimson Rain number three and Madeline's son. <laughs>
3: ah. <laughs>
0: it takes place just before crimson rain three when kira goes to 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 madeline and it's like hey come join my team of girl bosses and she's like cool um because Han calls the cops on her and that's why she gets raided Han is a snitch you. and then and then and then you can't see this yeah. if you're just listening to audio. But Kira is there. And Han is like, oh, it looks like she's made a friend. But that's okay, because she's leaving. Bestie! That is your ex. Bestie! I cannot handle this. They were on the same planet looking for the same person at the same time and they didn't know! It's...
2: This is my Joker. It was my Joker. <sighs>
3: mhm.
2: Yeah. Are you okay?
0: Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I can't handle it. Oh. though. <laughs> so, anyways, okay. Um, can, can you, you like, imagine what normal insane
2: about this comic?
1: <laughs> can you imagine what he would have done if he found out that was Kira? No. For my own mental health. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the very end of this issue, we have a, an appearance from a furry friend that we got that most people got to know in the Book of Boba Fett, Black Curstantan. But I think they're just calling him Curstantan now. Yeah. Um, he friggin', he freaking choke grabs Han in a chokehold and lifts him above the ground. Um, I actually love how the artist drew. Uh, I almost said Chewy. How he drew Chrysanthem. I don't know the way that this artist and uh, Paolo Villanelli, who does the Bounty Hunters comics, they draw Wookiees is just mwah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I really like the artist for this for this comic. Yes, me too. My one gripe is that I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish Han was drawn like Alden, but we I can't agree. win. There was
0: one panel in this one where he does kind of look like Alden, but for the most part, it's it's Harrison. It's yeah. Oh. This one. I thought he looked.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Aldeny. (laughs) Aldeny. God. I just want Alden Han back. Please. Please. But overall, I think Liv said pretty much what I needed to say. This is actually, I've heard a lot of people kind of not poo poo, but be wary of the Han Solo and Chewbacca miniseries because the author in the past. Has not been very cash money to his characters so hopefully he is being very cash money to this series and he keeps doing what he's doing with this because i think what he's doing is working Mm -hmm. and i think tying this into crimson rain is a brilliant idea and something we desperately need because crimson rain as a mini series was so good I feel like the, the finale, not the finale, but the the final issue for Crimson Rain was, it was because there were good moments, but it was kind of lackluster in like the scheme of building stuff up throughout the rest of Crimson Rain. But finding out that Han's ex called the cops on, oh my God. I was like, yes. no, he didn't. It was, brain hurt brain
0: hurt basically because like i remember reading the summary for this for this issue and it's saying that it was going to tie into crimson rain 3 and i knew that madeline's son was going to be in it so i I just thought she was the connection i didn't think it meant like kira was going to show up actually taking place at the same time like what? i (laughs) know Charles Soul. I, Charles I, soul no, my listen, 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 last week I was literally saying, "Oh, what am I going to do? I'm going four months without Kira content." No, <laughs> no, so, it was so one week, word. and she was a two comics. So wow. I am not starving yet. Still <laughs> enjoying my delicious meal. <laughs> <laughs> so true, Bessie. <laughs> And
1: with that, we can move on to Obi-Wan, which Liv forgot to get at the comic book store. And I quite honestly- not number one either, so. It, it, it's not worth it. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I think I'll probably continue reading it just because it's Obi-Wan. But I like the concept of this series as a whole. So for those who don't know, Obi-Wan, the title Obi-Wan is- it's set in uh, maybe like a couple days or months before the events of A New Hope. And it's basically Obi-Wan writing, if you're familiar with the Star Wars 2015 run by Jason Aaron, he's basically writing the journals of Obi-Wan Kenobi for Luke Skywalker as he's narrating these stories. And how the issue is set up is there's the the portion of the issue where he's like actually recounting the the encounter and like writing it down and then there's it switches to like a it switches to the actual event happening and for each they switch interior artists so for this one they have the main interior artist do the part where he's writing in the journals, and then they switch to a different artist, obviously to signify a switch or a time jump or whatever you want to call it. Now I think this is a really cool concept for an anthology series, and they kind of do it in Target Vader when they have the different artists that like flashback to balance his time in the Empire, and then after the Empire, and then during the events of Crimson Rain. And I, I like that they use that idea again here, but it, I don't know what it is, it's just not working. <laughs> also, this issue was super, super dark. Like, I don't know about you, but I can barely like see this. And I've, I've, I'm, <laughs> I've made a joke that like, wow, if I had a nickel for every time I couldn't see something in a piece of o- of media with Obi-Wan in it, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice, right? Because episode six, the, the duel between Vader and Obi-Wan, I couldn't see shit. It was 3 a.m. Pitch black in my room. I could not see anything like I get that you wanted the effect of the lightsabers, but like Bestie, I do not have night vision. <laughs> yeah. And I, this definitely, I don't want to say it reflected that, but it, the whole point of the issue was to like have the issue be in darkness. But like Bestie, I had to pull out my flashlight and hold it above it so I could read it. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, we were in the trenches. Um, overall, it has some good like discussions about the concept of light and dark and how Obi-Wan interprets the force but it's just it's just not working for me. I know a lot of other people really like Obi-Wan and they are Obi-Wan people. I don't think any of us are Obi-Wan people. No. <laughs> I remember from our Obi <laughs> discussion. Um so like I'm reading it because it's Obi-Wan. He's not my favorite character. I'm not afraid to say that. I the covers are great. Phil Noto is doing the covers, which he also did the Han Solo and Chewbacca covers, which he is my favorite cover artist of all time. Uh, His interiors, I I have my opinions on his interiors, but his, you cannot deny his covers are unmatched. Um, but yeah, the Obi-Wan series is not really working for me. Um, but overall this week's, Issues were pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Uh definitely Afra and Han Han and chewie were the standouts. And I can't wait to see where those stories go. Although I hope that Afra is not going to become the shadow Olympics, which like it won't. I trust Alyssa Wong. They're doing amazing stuff, which also, if you haven't go watch not watch, read their interview with Kieran Jalen, the original creator of Dr. Afra, and they talk about Afra's legacy in um in gay Star Wars comics, so definitely go read that. Uh, With that, we can switch to M's portion of the Kessel Run book club, and we can
0: check up on what she is reading. Uh, Currently, I'm reading Shadow of the Sith. Uh, Just came out and I started it yesterday. I think, like, 70 pages in so far. So we're just kind of getting into, like, the plot. But so far, it's already satisfied me because we saw Baby Ray. And really, what more could we ask for? We also saw Kylo, or Ben. I don't know if that's a spoiler. But, I mean, you kind of had to expect if Luke was going to be there. Uh, And that was really fun, and I loved that. They said Lando's middle name, uh, and I fucking love his middle name. I love his middle name so much, so I was like, yes, um, Oshi is my enemy, for real. I will fight him, Uh, but Dio content, so, you know, whatever. Uh, (laughs) And, yeah, I I really, I'm liking it so I, I know that a lot of people are really... Uh, have said really great things about this book so i'm excited uh to continue on with it i wasn't like the i'm not the hugest luke fan but i think it's interesting to see him at this point in his life um you know after the original trilogy but a couple years into him being um a jedi master and, and rebuilding the the order so i think that that'll be interesting and i'm excited because i've heard good things about um like him his and lando's friendship in this book and i do think that luke and Lando are a little bit of an underrated duo they're fun together so i'm excited to see more of that and hopefully more baby ray my balloon even though i know it's just gonna make it hurt worse but it's okay (laughs) i started it the other day as well i'm only I got to chapter four and then I got distracted but it's good so far and I do I love um Ray and Miramir is that how you yes. pronounce it I don't, I don't know. know and Daphin, Daphin, Daphin. I, I don't I do know how to pronounce that one to say these names but also they're neat Ray's parents are so cute mm-hmm. they just like Dathan is like he's a simp, literally. He is He's <laughs> like, oh my god, my wife is so beautiful. Like literally five lines. <laughs> the first chapter, he's like, she's so smart and she can do literally anything, and she's so talented, and I love her so much. And oh my god, she's so beautiful. Her eyes
1: are like <laughs> Add <laughs> like, him to the Bell-wide collection.
0: Yes, exactly. Really?
1: <laughs> I have not started reading Shadow of the Sith because I have been reading rereading Bounty Hunters. <laughs> I promise <laughs> I will put it down and I will start I, I promise <laughs> yeah.
0: and we uh, will be doing like a full episode discussion on Shadow of the Sith when we all finished it hopefully soon so Probably we'll get into I all of our <laughs> yeah so we'll get into all of our full thoughts and like spoilers when we have all finished and yeah I think that is it for this week so thank y'all so much for joining us on Castle Run Relay. We will see you next week and may the force be with you.